Welcome to the Awesome Pod Mix. You're listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today, I'll be discussing the fourth episode of Marvel Studios' WandaVision. It's Marvel's first offering in Phase Four. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. The fourth episode begins with a less cheerful voice of Wanda saying, "Previously on WandaVision." The episode is titled, "We Interrupt This Program," and rightly so. In the very first scene, we hear the voices of Maria Rambo and a young Monica Rambo. The dialogue is from the movie Captain Marvel. As the dialogues play out and reach the words "Lieutenant Trouble," we see Monica rematerializing from dust, and for a moment there, it felt like she woke up from a simulation. I forgot that it was due to Hulk's reverse snap. We learn this is Monica Rambo seated beside a hospital bed. She is startled to see the empty bed. She rushes to check with the doctors. It's utter chaos in the hospital. Reverse snap effects are still taking place. She bumps into this guy and he falls. This dedicated sequence shows many people returning after the Hulk snap. What's heart-wrenching is that so many people lost their loved ones during the snap/blip, the infamous 5 years. They had absolutely no clue how much time had passed and what all events had transpired. The events of Avengers Endgame battle timeline is October 2023. WandaVision is set 3 weeks after Endgame. The hospital room goes silent and the one thing we can hear is some heavy breathing as if someone is about to have a panic attack. Monica meets Dr. Harley, inquires about her mom's surgery and learns about her death. Monica has no idea that 5 years have passed. It was just 20 minutes for her. Maria died 2 years after the snap. It was highly traumatic to learn that Monica Rambo lost her mother to cancer that resurfaced during the snap/blip. It's not easy to process information like this. We now see the high-tech sword headquarters, Sentient Weapon Observation Response Division. The establishing exterior shot was created by VFX over this location near Titusville on Merritt Island in Florida and was based on the Kennedy Space Center launch complex. The interior of Sword is the lobby of Georgia World Congress Center in downtown Atlanta. When Monica arrives at Sword, Monica's keycard doesn't work. Tyler Hayward is introduced, the acting director of Sword. He is respectful toward Monica, but I can't trust this guy just by taking one look at him. Monica reminds Hayward that the organization stands for observation and response, not creation. You know something is fishy with this guy. The FBI is in a tizzy over a missing persons case in Jersey. He sends her over to help this FBI agent Jimmy Wu along with her imaging drones. Tyler says as per the protocol Monica is grounded and would only be working terrestrial missions. But I don't believe this guy. I suspect Hayward is hiding something and wants Monica to steer clear of his way. Monica reaches outside Westview and is greeted by Jimmy Wu along with two other local policemen. Introduction James E Wu aka Jimmy Wu. He has perfected his close-up magic trick since Ant-Man and the Wasp movie as he makes his card appear. Jimmy has a witness set up in Westview and he's missing. Focus on the words witness and he. People and the immediate law enforcement around the town claim that Westview doesn't exist despite standing right next to the giant board that reads Westview. Everyone in the 5-mile radius has selective amnesia about the town and its inhabitants' existence. Monica questions how certain people have selective amnesia about this place. Monica launches her drone. The drone flies, but after a point it disappears. Monica walks toward the town's entrance. 
she notices an energy field. Monica tries to touch it and gets sucked in. 24 hours later, a base camp is set outside the Westview perimeter. We see Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies. She's a doctor now. Each time Sword sends in a drone through the energy field, you hear a loud thud. Darcy figures the whole energy field is cosmic microwave background radiation, CMBR. She gets a view of what's happening inside using her equipment in under two minutes. We now realize that Darcy was the one taking notes and watching the show back in episode 1. We see a guy in a hazmat suit, Agent Franklin, going through the sewer to enter Westview and figure out Monica's disappearance. While Jimmy warns Hayward about the futility of the mission, we see a red hexagon-shaped perimeter on the console. We hear dialogue from the first episode before the big dinner scene. Darcy tries to reconfirm if Vision is dead. Hayward has a ton of questions. Is it live? Is it recorded or is it fabricated? To which Darcy responds, I don't know, I don't know, and I don't know. Now it's normal line of questioning for a layperson, but I don't believe this guy. And we'll figure out why later. The SWAT agents are able to watch all this because of a broadcast frequency that was intertwined with the CMBR. Darcy plugged in a vintage TV and voila, sound and picture. As Jimmy and Darcy watch the previous episodes, Jimmy questions. So the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Darcy says it's a working theory. This exchange between Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis explains the one line of this show in the best possible way. It wasn't until the We Interrupt This Program episode that we saw what was happening outside of Westview. And that time moves differently inside Wanda's reality. The fourth episode showed us that the supporting characters on the show had the exact same questions and talking points as the audience. Why the hexagon shape? Why sitcoms? What time and space is it in? Is Vision alive? This is the mark of intelligent writing. The writers were absolutely sure of what and how the audience would perceive the story. Triumph of the makers. It took a massive leap on the behalf of the makers as they put those burning questions either via whiteboard or the supporting characters' dialogue. The SWORD agents find the actual names and IDs of the characters in Wanda's sitcom reality, except for Agnes. All the names are of crew members that have worked in various departments on WandaVision production. Some of the details on these personnel files reveal incidents from the later episodes. Darcy finally spots Monica inside the Westview anomaly. They don't know if she's playing a deep undercover agent. Jimmy wants to know if it's an alternate reality, time travel, or cockamamie social experiment. Darcy says, it's a 1950s sitcom, dude. Darcy has figured out a way to communicate with Wanda on the inside. An agent shows the picture of the drone that's now changed. Jimmy and Darcy wonder why and how that happened. Jimmy says, let's go with the production design. I love it when they use these terminology in the dialogue. Jimmy asks why they highlighted the drone in color while everything else was black and white. The agent says they didn't. Darcy is more than determined to communicate with Wanda now. We now hear the dialogue from the second episode. Dottie's glass-breaking, bleeding hand and radio-catching fire is edited out. Agent Franklin, the hazmat suit guy, is still in the sewers making his way inside. As he passes through the energy field, his hazmat suit changes to a beekeeper suit. We see the same scene from the second episode, but from the beekeeper's point of view. Darcy asks, why is it switching time periods? It can't be only for my amusement. Darcy and Jimmy can't believe Wanda and Vision are having a baby. Darcy says, Twins, what a twist. What? I'm invested. So am I, Darcy. 
so am I. Darcy and Jimmy hear the mention of Ultron and the argument between Wanda and Geraldine slash Monica is edited out. They rewind and check just as we did in the previous episode. Alarms start blaring and the camera tracks in on the freeze frame of Wanda charging toward Geraldine slash Monica. From this point forward, the aspect ratio starts to widen and reverts to 16 is to 9. But in the previous episode, it happens after Vision inquires about Geraldine slash Monica. We now see what transpired. Wanda asks Geraldine, Who are you? Geraldine responds, I'm just your neighbor. Wanda says, Then how do you know about Ultron? You're not my neighbor and you're definitely not my friend. You are a stranger and an outsider. Right now, you're trespassing here and I want you to leave. Wanda blasts Monica off using her chaos magic and sends her right outside the Westview perimeter. Wanda comes to her senses. She's not sure what came over her. Wanda fixes the Monica-shaped holes in the walls with her magic. She goes back to her babies. Vision arrives and inquires about Geraldine. Something is off about Vision. He appears monochromatic and out of focus in the background. We see Monica lying on the ground as the cars and the helicopters rush in for the agent's aid, exactly how we saw in the previous episode. Wanda turns to look at Vision, and he appears how he did at the end of Infinity War. Mind stone ripped out of his forehead, eyes turned white and monochromatic. Wanda reacts scared for a moment. And so do we. Vision asks, what's wrong? Within seconds, we can see Vision back as his old self, as if the illusion of Wanda's vision is restored. Vision says, we don't have to stay here. We could go wherever we want. Wanda says, no, we can't. This is our home. Vision asks, are you sure? Wanda says, oh, don't worry, darling. I have everything under control. We learn in the later episodes why she didn't want to leave. But I wondered, why is she hell-bent on sticking around? As paramedics check Monica, Jimmy and Darcy come to her. Jimmy asks Monica if she's okay. Monica says, It's Wanda. It's all Wanda. I kinda didn't believe a word, Monica said. Wanda and Vision hold their babies. Wanda asks, What should we watch tonight? And Vision is a wee bit awkward. From here on, the aspect ratio changes back from 16 is to 9 to 4 is to 3. Wanda and Vision sit on the sofa to watch TV. While watching TV, Vision awkwardly looks straight into the camera. Vision doesn't know how to react. Despite Monica saying it's all Wanda, I just didn't want to believe her. I was convinced someone else was behind all of this. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching The Awesome Pod Mix page on Patreon and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.